Welcome to the September 12th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 12, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them wisdom that they, as they listen to this podcast. And Father God, I pray that you give them favor with both God and man this day and throughout the coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 12, beginning in verse 1. Whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of wicked intentions he will condemn. A man is not established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous cannot be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thought of the righteous are right, but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked are, lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man will be commended according to his wisdom, but he who is of a perverse heart will be despised. Better is the one who is slighted but has a servant than he who honors himself but lacks bread. A righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. He who tills his land will be satisfied with bread, but he who follows frivolity is devoid of understanding. The wicked covet the catch of evil men, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. The wicked is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous will come through trouble. A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hands will be rendered to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. He who speaks truth declares righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. The truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but counselors of peace have joy. No grave trouble will overtake the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil. 
Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims foolishness. The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Today I'm going to take a closer look at verse 4, and there's two parts to verse 4. And the first part is what I'm going to focus on. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband. The second part says, But she who causes shame is like rottenness in his bones. Friends, I'm going to focus on the first part of that. And whenever I hear about an excellent wife, I automatically think of the wife that God has blessed me with. And her name is Judy, and we've been together. We've been married um, for over 26 and a half years now. And she is, besides Jesus, the best thing that has ever happened in my life. She is just excellent. That's really the only word I can think about it. And, you know, husbands, if you are married to a woman, listen carefully to this next piece of advice. Make your wife the most important thing on this earth, and she can become an excellent wife if you treat her as though she is already that. Friends, expectation in life is a very, very important part of something actually coming to life. So pray over your wife, pray with your wife, and if you treat your wife as she is, a Proverb 31 woman, that is what she'll become. Friends, I'm going to open up a new series today, and it's been a while since I've been in the book of Genesis. It's probably been about three or four weeks, but I feel the Lord is prompting me to talk about what I consider definitely one of my favorite books, and that is the book of James. And I always liked James because James was a half-brother of Jesus. And James lived in the household with Jesus. And whenever I read James, I am reminded of, wow, that sounds like the words that Jesus would say. And you got to sit there and think, if you're around somebody enough, as uh, James was around his half-brother Jesus, I think... If you really are impressed 
or if you admire a particular sibling, or it could be anyone, but you tend to become like them. And that is another thing. We can go in the opposite direction, because if there is somebody that you are not, uh, you do not admire, or you don't like the way they are, my advice to you is don't focus or be around that type of person very much, but surround yourself with people who are like-minded and tend to think the way you do, and someone that you look up to, those are the type of people that we should spend time with. So anyway, we're going to get right to James chapter 1, and today I'm going to be talking about the first 11 verses, and I'm going to make a couple comments on those first 11 verses. So this is James chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. <clears throat> Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. I am going to talk about three different things from this very important passage of Scripture. The first one is, trials will come our way. And you have to sit there and think that James grew up with Jesus, so he had watched him his entire life. But what James is telling us here is that whenever trials come, and they will come, it is an opportunity to test your faith. And I have often said the, the barometer of whether your life will be successful or not is how you handle trials in life that are unexpected 
and that you are not planning for. Everyone is going to have trials come their way. Everyone is going to have them. But how do you react to them? An immature person or someone who does not know the Lord usually will jump off a cliff when something bad happens. They'll totally lose it. Now, when I say jump off a cliff, I'm not meaning literally, although some people might do that. But my thought is this. If you totally lose it, you are not a very mature person. Things are going to happen. So this is what my advice to you would be when something happens in your life and you're unexpecting, it's like, oh my gosh, oh no, oh no. And it could be something physical that happens to you. It could be something physical that happens with a loved one. It could be you losing your job and surprisingly, you saw it, you never saw it coming. It could be something major. You have a blowout of your car and your car flips and wow, you're, it's totaled. How are you going to react? James invites us to look at this, and let's look at this again. When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but listen to four, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Number two, if you lack wisdom, ask God for it. So I have talked about this verse many, many times since I began this podcast on April 1st. God wants all of us to have wisdom. When things occur in your life or come your way that you're not planning, the very first thing you should do is to seek God in prayer. It is not to go off the deep end. It's to go, Father God, I was not expecting this. Show me what I should do. So my advice to you is be calm. Be calm. So let's listen to what James has to say. Let's reread verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. And friends, I've often quoted chapter 1, verse 5. Let him ask. If you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. But verse 6, I've never mentioned a single time. This is an example that I've mentioned previously on my podcast. Don't zero in on one verse, but look at the verses around it. Because if you ask God for wisdom, but if you do not do it in faith with no doubting, you're not going to get it. 
Faith is the seed that you have to have in order for anything in your life to happen. I want you to think about that. Seed, time, and harvest. If you want something in your life, you need to have the faith for it. And let's listen to verse 7. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. If you pray a prayer doubting, it says that he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Picture yourself in a boat on an ocean, and a storm brews, and we start having eight and ten-foot waves, and you're going up and down, up and down. I want you to picture this. This is not how we are to live our lives. If you have the faith to believe that when you pray, and in this particular case, we're asking for wisdom, but it could be anything. It'd be wisdom, it could be health, it could be finances, it could be improving a relationship that's important to you. Guys, it's important that before we pray and before we seek God, we have to have the faith to believe that what we ask for, we will have. And the third thing I'd like to touch on briefly is poor and rich people view life differently. And we'll be talking that in a couple days, because when we get to James chapter 2, we're going to go into this in much more depth. But guys, there are poor people on earth, and there are rich people on earth. And let's just read verses 9 through 11 again. It says, Let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with a burning heat than it withers the grass, its flower falls, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away. I'm going to focus a little bit more on the rich man here. What these verses in James chapter 1 are telling us is do not count on your money. Put your faith not in your money, not in your riches, but in God. God is your source, not your job. If you lose your job, it'll be okay. God will provide another job. God knows everything that is going on in your life. And I'm just going to throw this out there, but talking about the poor, if you are poor and something happens in your life, count it as an opportunity to learn patience. God will see you through the Bible doesn't tell us that once we become a Christian, everything's going to be okay. What it tells us is that if we become a Christian and count on the Lord Jesus and we are being led by the Spirit of God, 
He will see us through anything that we are going through. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is any of you out there listening and you have never taken that step, please do that today. Repeat a simple prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and dying on a cross for me. By doing that, you have forgiven me of all of my sins. I thank you for that. You are my answer to anything going on in my life. Lord, I look to you to come into my heart and lead me and guide me from this point forward. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. Friends, if anyone said that prayer today, please send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, M-A-I-L, dot com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, a reminder, tomorrow is testimony day. I will have a guest and we will be a blessing to you. Please join us tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.